I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Pediatric Research Podcast for July 2015. I'm Kerry Smith. There are more bacterial cells than human cells in our bodies. These bugs help us digest food, fight infection from nasty bacteria, and generally keep us healthy. They're referred to as our microbiota. But when we're born, we have very few of these cells. Max Vento studies how infants amass their community of bugs and what effect being born preterm might have. I started by asking him how, as infants, we develop our gut bugs in the first place. We thought that the fetus was in a fully sterile environment. Now we know that this is not true. So um, fetuses start to be colonized uh, in, the, in the second part of gestation. And many of these bacteria that are uh, colonizing the vaginal and so the, the tract of the woman can ascend and colonize the membranes and even the fetuses. The second stage would be uh, delivery. So if we are born via vaginally, so it's a normal delivery, during, during our transition uh, uh, from the fetal to neonatal world, uh, we acquire also some bacteria that are colonizing the vaginal uh, cavity of our mother. And the third means of being colonized is by breastfeeding. So if you are not, uh, if you are born by C-section or you are giving a artificial formula, you will need much more time in order to have an adequate microbiome. Now, those are things that can happen to anyone for any reason. You know, lots of women have to deliver by C-section. Some people can't breastfeed. And before I come on to talk about your review and the, and the sort of consequences of being born preterm, which is a slightly different thing, I mean, how, how worried should new mums be, really, if they can't do anything about their situation, but for whatever reason they're unable to deliver naturally or breastfeed? Usually this is difficult to, to modify because, in fact, if you are born by C-section or you are given artificial formula, the only means that you could perhaps acquire uh, a normal or a normal microbiome or at least accelerate the acquisition would be to perhaps to uh, to have an ingestion of probiotics so of of bacteria which are in the human milk that can be given as uh, in the oral formula and this is what the milk companies are doing they are adding probiotics to their formula in order to uh, try to uh, improve the acquisition of uh, a normal microbiome by the babies. 
What might happen when a baby is born early, preterm? What might happen to its microbiota? The issue with preterm babies is that, uh, first of all, uh, many of these babies are born by C-section. The second is that they have an immature immune system. The third issue is that they are hospitalized. They are not in a normal environment. And many of these babies cannot, although they can be fed with human milk, they cannot directly breastfeed until they are at least 34 or 35 weeks of gestation because they don't coordinate the suckling and the swallowing, you know. Given these circumstances, you are prone to acquire a lot of negative or pathologic bacteria, which are very common in the hospitals. You have an orogastric tube for feeding, or you are, a, you know, taking out blood for, for blood analysis. And then again, they colonize also the respirators and all the machines that are employed in order to, uh, to treat the baby. This is something that can cause a colonization by extremely negative and pathologic bacteria. This sounds like a double whammy for a preterm baby. Not only have they not been able to develop their microbiome in, in the way that a full-term baby might, but they're also in this environment where there's a lot of negative, hostile <laughs> bacteria, if you like. Exactly. What we see is that these this, uh, preterm babies, if we, if we study the exfoliated cells that they eliminate with the feces, they are in a pro-inflammatory state most of the time. And, and they are also in an oxidative stress all the time. What we do in, over, in order to overcome this situation is that we try to uh, reproduce as much as possible the in normal conditions. So what we try is that the baby is in a very clean environment and it's so that the, the nurses and the doctors clean their hands so they don't transmit the pathologic bacteria. We try to do all the aggressive procedures the least we can, but if we are going to do them, we try to do them in the most sterile conditions. And then again, we, we do kangaroo care. So we put the babies, even when they are very small or, or even if they are being uh, under, uh, under artificial ventilation, we put them on the breast of the mother and of the father so he acquires the family bacteria. We get uh, breast milk from their mothers and instillate it into the pharynx in order to stimulate the immunologic system of the baby. And we, we have, like in our unit, more than 90% of the babies only get human milk of their mothers or of the milk bank uh, that's pasteurized milk that we can uh, so we can improve the acquisition of a normal microbiome these sound like reasonably common sense measures to take yeah. there's nothing too complex about this no no it's, it's well it requires it requires uh, the first thing that it requires is that you have uh, enough space for each baby so you need a certain amount of square meters around the baby so you can treat him individually. So the parents can be there, the nurse can have an easy access, have, has a time to clean their, and time to clean her hands and to do everything, you know, 
at the, at the right pace. So we need space. We need enough personnel. We have we need highly trained personnel, and we need uh, to be continuously controlling the quality of care. These are very com- very very complicated babies. Imagine babies of six seven hundred grams that uh, need every day to be analyzed because we we have to see if they have infections or they have uh, problems with electrolytes or you know th- uh, blood gases etc. But the tendency now is to humanize our care and try to avoid aggressive interventions and to imply parents the, the, as much as possible with the care of these babies. Could you then sum up for listeners the, the sort of take-home messages of your article? Uh, we have potential tools that can improve and can modulate the preterm microbiome. And I would say the most important at present is to give human breast milk as a gold standard for the baby. The second one would be to uh, start, you know, studies with prebiotics and with probiotics. Prebiotics are some substances like oligosaccharides that are able to stimulate the immune system of the baby and to stimulate the growth of good bacteria. This would be uh, something that we could include or add in, in, in special amounts to these babies. And the second is uh, the probiotics, which are the bacteria that we find usually in the human milk, that if we give them in specific amounts, they could colonize and contribute to the normalization of the microbiome and avoid the growing of negative bacteria. And finally, uh, to avoid infections by reducing our aggressive interventions by uh, favoring the contact of the babies with their family and to avoid infections by uh, enhancing a bundle approach against infections by nurses and doctors. So I think this would summarize what I think is relevant to this issue. That was Max Vento from the Health Research Institute at Hospital La Fe in Valencia in Spain. Read the full review at nature.com slash PR, where there are tons more articles and heaps more podcasts. I'm Kerry Smith. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.